0: hello fear street listeners as a part of our toast to fear street celebration Sheree and i are opening up our patreon exclusive vault and releasing our live episode with soho horror fest 2021 covering the classic whatever happened to baby jane subscribe to our patreon for even more exclusive content and merch enjoy the show
1: everyone and welcome to a nightmare on fear street
0: a monstrous podcast about all things horror
1: if you like what you hear today then you can follow us on all of the usual socials you can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash a nightmare on fear street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at
2: good evening spookers and welcome back to so home horror pride i hope you are having a fantastic festival we are on day three The final day, we're at the 11th hour. I don't know about you, but my energy is kind of flagging now. And I was like, I need some sass to kick me up the ass. And no better people to do that than my wonderful esteemed guests of honor from Nightmare on Fear Street podcast, Shirai and Trent. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to So Home Horror.
1: Hello, thank you for having us. (laughs) It's our first time in Soho. This is fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to have broken your Soho cherry. Um, yeah, Someone needed fun. to.
1: I've been trying <laughs> to get it broken for a while. What? <laughs>
2: there we go. Um, tell us a little bit about Nightmare on Fear Street. Um,
1: oh. We are about a year old, almost, like a month out from being a year old. We are a podcast that keeps it fierce and fun as we look at the horror genre through intersectional lenses, because we love horror, but it doesn't always love us. And so we talk about it and drink about it (laughs) (laughs) weekly.
2: Here's (laughs) to that. (laughs) Um, And what are we here to talk about today? So today we're covering the
0: classic whatever happened to baby jane and that is a question that needs to be answered what happened listen
1: what happened (laughs) what had happened
2: (laughs) on that note i am going to take a seat and um hand this one over to you all um enjoy nightmare on fear street live um I'll come back at the end and we'll talk a little bit about where people can find the podcast, um, maybe some highlights um, of the past few episodes. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I'll see you guys at the end, but I'm going to, I'm going to kick back with this beverage and enjoy this podcast. Thanks guys.
1: Thank you. <laughs> uh, where do we begin with a problem like baby Jen? <laughs> let's,
0: let's just do general thoughts before we get into these. I'm sure we have lots of specific thoughts, but Number one, we got to start with the, the two leads because that is yes. the movie, right? Yes. Norm Crawford and Betty Davis, iconic feud for years and years. I mean, if there's even a, t- a television series about their feud, um, I'm team Betty. Seen.
1: I never saw it either, but I'm team oh. Betty because I know enough about Joan to know that's well, not the winning. <laughs> so I've,
0: not. I've seen Bobby Dearest, so there you go.
1: <laughs> that is my first general thought. Is we have to talk about what a time Joan Crawford was because I don't separate the art from the artist because that makes it easier for monsters to monster. Um, <laughs> she was she was an awful person and there's documentation of that from some of her children. And we have to acknowledge that when we yell, this is iconic.
0: Agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, of course you can't deny that she was talented, but yeah, she was definitely had some things. She was more, she, funny thing, she was probably closer to, the character of baby chain <laughs> than the character of blanche
1: <laughs> listen
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen
0: But yeah so their feud i mean to be a fly on the wall of this filming experience would have been maybe even wilder than the actual movie was because the movie itself was wild but i can't <laughs> imagine these two iconic women in the same room who hate each other <laughs> making a film and playing sisters
1: that happens all the time. I think this was the, this is possibly one of the first times it was just talked about because everybody hates women. And so they're like, let's talk about this as opposed to our two leads don't get along and they're dudes, or one's a dude. They are like, mm. oh no, these two women are shrill. Um, <laughs> um, and so that also needs to be said when we're talking about this feud, which again, right. who doesn't want a good feud, especially between some older ladies, because mm-hmm. you're supposed to get quiet and get your little poodle and your hard candies in old age. You're not supposed to be like, find <sighs> me outside.
0: Um, right, well, and, and, and I'm curious, cause you know, I wasn't around back then. <laughs> but I'm really curious about how if, cause, and today, in today's world, the media so often pits women against women. So I'm curious how much of their feud had to do with them actually not liking each other and, which I'm sure they didn't, but like how much of that was stirred up by the media and always pitting them against each other, you know, like we did with Christina and Britney and, you know, Lady Gaga and Madonna and, you know, on and on and on and on and on. So I would be curious to know that. But I will say that their feud helped make this film a huge success. And it actually created a cycle, a, a subgenre, which Wikipedia called sy- the psychobiddy subgenre, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of a problematic name that I don't mm-hmm. necessarily love. But um, t- it, it, for those that don't know, it is an older woman who is kind of crazy and killing people. So that's what this film... Created.
1: Yeah, no, I saw that subgenre and was like, we need to like find a new name for it and make that maybe a theme. Um, because again, I Hollywood treats older actors, especially of the femme (laughs) persuasion, as if they are disposable after the age of 25. Um, and so it's lovely to see them acting, even if it is in this particular vein. I just I love when older women get to have fun. Like, it's part of the reason I love Jacob's wife. It's because you have Barbara Crampton, who is this actor who is not aging, but we all know what she should be as far as time goes. And she's like eating worms and eating people and just living her best life and being like, I'm still alive. Hello. Um, I can still do these roles.
0: Right. And a fun little plug for, for myself about the, the legacy of this film. Those who know me know I'm obsessed. I'm a huge fan of Christina Aguilera. And it never clicked for me that her alter ego from the back to basics tour and uh, album time was called baby jade because of this film i was like that's interesting mm. so just gotta have that little plug for my girl christina in there
1: <laughs> like i just think it's awesome how this movie has like hit up different genres for decades and made like random like nods had has had random nods towards it in different mm-hmm. like Family Guy episodes,
0: <laughs> Simpsons, RuPaul's Drag Race.
1: Yes, like it's, it. It is definitely a movie we're still talking about, even if we don't talk about it always in the way that we should. Um, which we'll get into in these notes. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's get it. Let's just get into it, girl. Because we got the, we got to we gotta go. We got to get into this.
1: I'm going to start off with a compliment because I have thoughts about a lot of things. (laughs) Um, My compliment is the makeup and costumes are amazing. I want to see more actors look like two old broads. They look like two old broads, Um, especially Miss Baby Jane, who is drinking her scotch and her gin um sometimes going almost braless it looked like for the time because again (laughs) 60s you can't just have people out here in prison um um, but they were like no let's let her have her house robe um and watching her escalate into her madness through the costumes and the makeup was also very very cool and effective Mm. I want to say costumes won an Oscar but I could be wrong it did awesome it was the only
0: Oscar they won yeah.
1: listen I'm um, watching her go from her like I'm old and I'm tired and I'm cranky and I'm the villain to regressing into her white dresses she wore as a child and even at the very end when she goes for the ice cream and her makeup is like boom 30 years off I was like they came to not play with you fools um, <laughs> we were talking about that because we're all caught up on like everything else and like what these costumes right. beautiful gowns beautiful yes. dresses yeah yeah
0: and the I, the um the set dressing and the set and the scenic pieces they did a really good job of making a home that you could tell 30 years ago was gorgeous and it's just been it's dilapidated it's falling apart much like our two main characters and i just thought this was a really funny and specific thing that they did is every photo in this home is of jay Mm -hmm. (laughs) unless you're in blanche's room Mm -hmm. and then there's like pictures of her but I was like every single. They're not even like Jane and so and so. It's just a headshot of Jane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I, I love that because the mansion is kind of another character. Like even in the description, it's like a, a woman terrorizes her sister in an old mansion. <laughs> and I'm just like, right. is there not more to the story?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, and yeah, it, it really, it really gave me. Um, great gardens vibes the the mansion did
1: great gardens could never
0: <laughs> i mean truly but like that no. whole uh, dilapidated but what at one time no. you could tell like this was the place to be
1: yeah like they definitely had good times here um while they were trying to kill each other back in the day <laughs> um i love that she has like that giant mirror near the piano so she can watch herself dance the, to her, all of her daddy the stage songs lights,
0: and the stage lights listen That's-
1: Listen, And she was like, I'm never going to use it until I like lose my shit, but it's there. <laughs> right. And I was just like, who were you ladies? Um- <laughs> yeah,
0: that scene where she's like singing, uh, I wrote a letter to daddy with Edwin on the piano and that's it pants out and you see their stage lights. I was just <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: While we're talking about her song, all of her songs are very, I'm saying letter to daddy, daddy's little girl, daddy's my shining light. And she's wearing these like white dresses as a child. And even when she starts to slip and that remind me of purity balls. And that was Oogie. It made me wonder about this relationship (laughs) because Jane was always a monster. We need to remember that while we're doing all these other things, talk about these other things. Jane was a child star monster. Um, And so yeah, but again, like, daddy this, daddy that, daddy, 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 and her and daddy would throw tantrums, and the mother and Blanche were just like, this is Monday, and so <laughs> I, I have more questions than I think this movie was ever going to answer <laughs> about daddy.
0: <laughs> Especially for the 60s. Um, so, yeah, no, going piggybacking off of like what you just said about that relationship with her father, I don't understand the public's obsession with child performers, we still do it today. I mean, I don't, but like as a society, we love like the oh look at this eight-year-old on on uh, America's Got Talent or you know or yeah another re- reality competition show who can sing or whatever like that. Is, I, 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 a their voice isn't like typically if they're that young, their voice is not matured. It's not where it's going to. It's not where it's going to be in a year. Let's be real. Mm. I just don't understand. And this film really starts with that and I think that's where kind of it 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 just spewed from in with Jane's insanity really um was that toxic child Holly you know fame.
1: people have always looked me out when it comes to children in the media like the stranger things kids and how people are always trying to sexualize them on the internet I had to stop following those children because I would see gross things in the comments and I'm like they are 12. Who are you? Why are you this way? Um, I, I have zero patience for internet trolls, let alone internet trolls who are like peeping on children. Um, I also just don't understand why we feel the need to idolize them. Cause again, they're children. In theory, okay. you're an adult. Right.
0: <laughs> you,
1: you have <laughs> adult things and responsibilities. So why are you like, who is he dating? Um, right. <laughs> that's, right. not, that's not your ministry lady. It's um, <laughs> <that's laughs> not. <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, that, that's a good point. I didn't, think, I didn't even think about the Stranger Things kids. But yeah, no, like I, let kids I, be kids.
1: I always clock it, especially young femmes. Um, because it's always like, oh, look at her. She's hot. Oh, look mm-hmm. at her. Let's get her something love cut. Oh, look at her. She's ready for adult roles. And mm-hmm. again, Hollywood has this gross habit of having like Robert De Niro have a 12-year-old wife. And it's like Dakota Fanning and Robert De Niro <laughs> <laughs> would never be married.
0: What are you doing?
1: <laughs> but Hollywood's well, like, no, <laughs>
0: that's realistic. That's what we want. And I think people think, or some people think that this started recently, you know, like with maybe Britney Spears or somebody. I was like, no, this has been going for ever.
1: (laughs) There is a rumor of Shirley Temple as a child um, having a producer or a director expose himself to her and she laughed because it was so awkward. She didn't know what to do. And we just like hushed that immediately because nobody wants to hear about that. They wanted to sing "Good Ship right. Lollipop" and shut up. Um, <laughs> we can't talk about what men are doing to women and small children. That's not, mm. yeah. Um, so it's it's been forever. It's forever and it's oogie, and nobody wants to talk about it, which is why it keeps happening.
0: Yeah, but let, yeah, let children be children. If they if they are in a performance role, still let them be children. And I think it takes. The parents have to be involved to be doing that. And there's varying degrees of that. (laughs) A
1: lot of the parents are shifty. Britney Spears, Amy Winehouse, and friends, Aaliyah. Um, A lot of the parents are shifty because again, the parents are looking at some of these children as like a way to make money and a way to get the fame they never Mm -hmm. got. And so they're like, I don't care what you do to my kids as long as I get seen. And then we're like, why is this kid this way when they're an adult? And it's like, because (laughs) they were abused by the system and their families maybe and you didn't help. Because you were like, who is she dating? Um, um, I I want therapy for everyone. Make it free, America. You know we need it. True. Speaking of other things that upset me, though, let's step back <laughs> into the movie. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm saying Maddie, but it could be Maddie, Norman, because of the way it's spelled. Um, she was our only Black person in the film, which Kudos for having one in the 60s, I guess. I have to take that breadcrumb. But she was a maid, of course, because again, the 60s. Um, And I just, I did not appreciate the way she was written and the way she was treated and the fact that she is the only actual kill of the movie. Um, And she died doing things she was smarter than. Because again, this is a trope we still see today. So when I bring it up in classics, people are like, well, that was because of the time. Because of time, don't make it right. It was never right. And we're still doing it today. so we're gonna spend some time on this today
0: well and I got a question too about uh our girl Elvira which Mm -hmm. is her character's name was I the only one getting some like queer vibes from Blanche and Elvira because I was like I I mean I'm down for it I think it's great
1: I didn't see it so much as I saw her being there to serve Blanche was another issue I have with the way Black people are written in these movies is they're always there Mm. to serve the white people and so of course Elvira will move in with Blanche if Blanche escapes and will keep risking herself for Blanche's safety because that's what she's written for to serve her um she doesn't get to be like maybe I want to (laughs) live maybe I won't give baby Jane these weapons to kill me Maybe I won't take the door down and then think about calling the cops. Maybe I'll just call cops. We, she doesn't get. She doesn't get to do the smart things because they need her to die because she's the one black person. Literally everybody yeah. else lived. Everybody else, even possibly well, Blanche lives at the end. I
0: was about to say we don't know about Blanche. I don't know about Blanche.
1: I don't know. She was real fucked up. <laughs> I, mm, I feel
0: yeah, like two weeks.
1: Listen, listen. Um, I don't know if she lives or not because I leave that ambiguous. But I'm willing to bet part of the reason left it ambiguous is so that people have hope that she lives. So again, right. this black woman who is referred to after she's found is, as the colored woman is the only actual victim
0: of the movie. Right, and did, did, did Jane really just dump her body in somebody's garden? Like, is yep. that what happened? Yeah, just... yeah, no, which is
1: another thing that upsets me because I, I do not like a disposable black person. You know how this stalks my teens because we see it day in and day out <laughs> um, in media and in the real world and I was like, oh no. And it's like, no, that's not, you, you can't keep doing that. You have to think about what you're creating and what you're putting on your screen when you create your art. Like this is, this was not necessarily, it added nothing. I, it added nothing. Plus like, again, Miss Norman, who I don't know if it's Maddie or Mady because it's spelled differently. I'm assuming it's Maddie. Um, her character was very much like, here's what you need to do. Your sister's lying to you. Your sister's gaslighting you. I will move out with you. And then of course, when she comes back and Jane is like, hey, we don't need you today. She's like, okay, if she's fine with it. (laughs) And I'm like, you are smarter than that. And then she comes back and she like breaks in and instead of her calling for help immediately once the door is locked, she's like, if she's done something to you, I'm gonna call the cops. And I'm like, she's smarter than this. (laughs) And then they have her put the hammer and the nail down and we watch Jane look at it because clearly you've given your monster a weapon and then turn her back on her. And I'm just like, you set her up for this murder that isn't even a legit murder. It's not like, I mean, it's hard to justify killing the only black person you cast, but also
0: but, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: when you make it so convenient, um, it's very telling.
0: Yeah, true. Justice for Elvira. Yeah. I'm still going with the queer vibes. I'm gonna in Elvira. That's what I'm gonna ship them together. <laughs>
1: You can. Um, there's going to be a lot of movies you can ship a lot of Black people that way because they are always there to serve. That's true. That um, true. Always. I I would love to see Black people not serving in these movies and see how that feels, but Hollywood's not ready for the conversation. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Yeah. It's only 2021 and they need more time to not be racist, apparently. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So, yeah. Betty Davis's performance in this film number one incredible this was her last uh, oscar nomination yeah b- uh for her career but yeah. the one moment that i was like damn this is acting was when she did that th- when she was on the phone and doing her blanche impersonations i was like wow that's a- that was incredible
1: her performance was iconic the whole movie the whole mm-hmm. movie like from the beginning it was her movie and blanche was there uh, and so people are like, "Oh, the both of them." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. You want Joan Crawford to be a thing? Much like Fetch, she's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is not for her. This is not her ministry. <laughs> <if> you will. <laughs> we are here for Betty Davis and Betty Davis alone. Good day. Um, I also love was it Dwight? I have him somewhere. I love when the piano player comes over, Edwin. That's oh, his Edwin,
0: name. Edwin.
1: Edwin. Yeah, he comes over for what I feel is the original Tinder date. Um. Uh, <laughs> which he he found her in a personal ad. She's not personal ad, they're just much more. (laughs) He comes over and she's like in her like little girl get up and she's like, you might remember me, I'm baby Jane. Every look he gives her, like that is the real duo of the movie. I won't do anything else, fight with your mothers. Um, (laughs) Every look he gives her while she's giving him this like wild ass shit is art. Like he's side-eyeing her, he's rolling eyes at her. He's like, sure, Jane, sure.
0: Um, before
1: because
0: the Brady I, Bunch, <laughs> I, right? I think he sees how just how delusional she is, yeah. and how easy she is to going to be to take advantage of. Because that's essentially what he wants to do, right? Yeah. He knows that she's got money, or she's offering money, and he knows that this like comeback tour is never going to be a thing. No. So instead, he's just play, playing into her delusions so that he can get that money, honey.
1: No, she does her whole, I'm sending letters to daddy for him. And he's like, oh, um, when can I get money? And she's like, um, oh, Wednesday. And he's like, how much are you paying? Pay? Uh, is $100 a week fine? Which again, um, think of poor Elvira who got paid $15 to clean the house and take care of the sister, but we get fined $100 for Edwin to play the piano.
0: Right. The, the, I don't think she has, right? Because they're, they're, they're trying to sell the house.
1: Blanche has it, um, but also I'm confused because she goes to the bank to get out Blanche's money. And I don't know how banks worked back then, but women couldn't have bank accounts. So that's some research I want to do because women couldn't own bank accounts till the 80s. Um, so I don't know what the rich ladies were doing back then.
0: <laughs> right. Is that why
1: the business, business manager was so important to the story? Because the business manager had to be like, here's your checkbook, little lady. Oh,
0: <laughs> I guess so. Well, and it, it, it so another thing that confused me was the beginning relationship of Blanche and Jane, Baby Jane. Like, because you have that, like, uh, what's it? What's the word i looking for? like before the credits roll and all that stuff? Um, where you see, uh, hers ch- them as children and Baby Jane's freaking out and Blanche looks really angry at this point, but then they fast forward to them as adults like and their careers and how Blanche is now the famous one and getting all the work but she has a stipe like a thing that if she makes a movie she Baby jane has to make a movie as well and I'm just like why like if my sister acted the way that baby jane did I and I've been, i then I the roles switched listen honey yeah 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 i'll buy you a drink cuz that's what you want to do really but like
1: <laughs> my theory is she did that because she knows jane is washed up and jane will only fail and so she's like i get to see these bad movies because you can't (laughs) act and you're worthless and she knows they're gonna give her they're they're still gonna give her real movies because like the movie titles they gave jane (laughs) were trash they were like direct to video before there was direct to video and so i think that's her way of getting back at her sister i feel like they are secretly fighting the whole movie, even though we wanna pretend Blanche is this innocent victim who they've made so helpless, which is one of my notes is I don't like how helpless they've made her, that's gross. Um, she's so weak, she can't yell to her neighbors. She has to go to the typewriter and write a letter. She's so weak, she's never gone downstairs after the incident. Um, and then you want me to believe she did it to herself at the end so you can have Jane be innocent this one time, even though Jane's been a monster the whole movie, but this one right. time it's not her fault. I. I don't want to get into my hot take, but... mm. Um.
0: We'll get there. No, because another thing that was cracking me up, because... um, And you could tell this was Blanche's way to get at Jane, was the buzzer. Every time there was something going on, (coughs) Blanche went... And I was like, good God, woman. it was done in a
1: way though that again made her seem helpless because she's like who's down there what's going on i want to be where the people are um and i'm just like you are not this helpless and you also masterminded this thing we tried to kill your sister and then you were like oh no that backfired how can i make it work in my favor and then you sit there letting her torture you for decades i it does not add up the math does not add up i want someone to show their work yeah
0: no yeah and the fact that she couldn't yell to the neighbor that's like yeah 12 feet away.
1: <laughs> she's so weak she can't, but she can roll over to the typewriter and write a letter and then remember to add some things in ink because she's got to type that and then ball it up and toss it. I feel like yelling takes less energy than tossing a water piece of, of paper. <laughs>
0: it didn't even make it all the way across. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and the windows <laughs> open the whole time. She could have literally been like, hey, neighbor, help yeah. me. <laughs> But she was like, no, I'm helpless. I was written to be helpless and I cannot do the obvious thing. (laughs) (laughs) We had a two hour, 15 minute movie because she just couldn't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the buzzer, while yes, made her seem more helpless. I think it was also a way for her to show that like, she is gritting on Jane as well. It's like both of them attacking each other, but Blanche is doing it in very, Manipulative, subtle ways, and Jane is just much more overtly like, Here's a dead rat.
1: <laughs> like, if she pushed it for things that were not necessary or were not her being like, Who's here? Did you let them get away? Yeah. Then I could see it that way, but literally they That's only, they painted her ass this like innocent angel victim. And so she only used the buzzer when something was happening or there was a moment of distress. Like even when she's like losing her mind on the buzzer, it's because like she has a rat on her plate or something. <laughs> and she's like, can I have real food, please? <laughs> it's never like, ha ha, are you having fun down there? And I, I, I wanted to see them have actual fights more often, especially mm-hmm. if you want to sell that she did this to herself.
0: Right. Yeah, that twist did not...
1: It hurt the movie. It hurt the movie. I would have rather you just kept it one note, even though if the breadcrumbs were there, because we only saw the leg on the kettle. Um, (laughs) And Baby Jane was like, I don't remember that. And I remember everything. And I was like, okay, so you didn't do it. Fine. I don't like this, though. And then we got them like, I really don't like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been a better ending if they had cut that. But that was the shot of the people the circling jane and she's twirling around and then while her sister is essentially dying is just that shot was everything for me
1: i i love hate that shot because she had to do her twirls again like she did in the studio with edwin and it's like i see what you're doing she's getting her audience but also it made me a little bit nauseous and i uh, that's true one of my other notes is how the cops are worthless as usual, because they are there eating food, listening to the radio, reading the paper. Meanwhile, the car they're looking for is parked in the middle of the road, not even like to the side. They didn't try to hide it, like parked in the middle of the road, still going. And someone to be like, hey, do you not see this car in front of you? And they're like, oh no, that may be a clue. <laughs> Let's go. And I was like, what is your, what are you, what are you good at? What are you good at? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you good? Oh, and they go, they like are at the house with drunk Edwin like
1: <laughs> drunk edwin i i oh.
0: <laughs> and they know elvira's missing and the minute jane opens the door her face her face changes to like, like do you not think something's up right then like come on now
1: listen um <laughs> i i i don't even mm. <laughs> what i do love about edwin now is his mother um, his mother was another secret icon in this movie because people are caught up with Blanche. And I'm like, no, this woman is giving you this accent and she's saucy and she's giving you uh, some more exposition. <laughs> One of the things I do love about this movie is how exposition is told through gossip from other people, mm-hmm. like the neighbors and the studio execs, because that's realistic. You're like, these people right. are famous so we're talking shit on them. <laughs>
2: right, right.
1: Let's get the story here. And the mom's like, you don't know what happened. I know what happened. He's like, what happened? And she's like, well... <laughs> She ran her over and ran off and was found with another man. And I'm like, you get it, lady. I see you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was great. I did have a question though about Edwin's accent, because maybe it was because hers was so thick. In the scenes with her, with her, it seemed like he didn't have an accent. And then when he's with Jane, he's like suddenly got an accent. And I was like, is he putting <laughs> the accent on to like impress her? Is I don't I did not understand. <laughs>
1: His accent went in and out for me as well. I don't know what part of England he's from. If he is from England, or if he was, I'm saying that as if he's still with us, which i probably not. Um, if he is, that's really rude, and I apologize. <laughs> <I'm>,
0: <laughs> he's going to pop up on here and be like, excuse yeah. me. It's
1: going to be like, I'm alive, bitch. And I'm like, you're right, good sir. I'm so sorry. Do you want to be on our podcast? We are always looking for more guests.
0: <laughs> and, what with your, and what was with your accent? Can you yes. explain it to me? <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, it, it went in and out. Um, I didn't know if it was a, a choice he was making because if you live with someone who has an accent, you do pick up mannerisms. I don't right. know if he was like kind of like sell it with her to be like I'm British, <laughs> you Jap right. <deaf> lady.
0: Um, <laughs> I, I'm exotic. Look at me. Um, right.
1: People loved an accent back then,
0: right? That's true. And but it also weirded me out that the mother had such a thick accent, and that he didn't have an accent. I was like, so did was he born?
1: I think he was born here know. because he doesn't know who his father is. That's one of the things he throws at her.
0: Oh um, yeah, that was a moment. I was like, damn dude. Yeah. That's rude.
1: And even if he wasn't born here, if they moved here when he was young enough, he would have picked up the accent of the school kids or whoever. Because right. like part of the reason Cardi B's accent is so thick is because her grandmother, I think it was, raised her. And so that's why she, her accent is so thick because she was listening and learning from her grandmother um, more than her mm. immediate. Yeah.
0: Gotcha.
1: Because people are like, where did that Accents come from? Dialect, accents, all of those are weird. I'm oh. <laughs> like, I i did not know part of the reason I had all of the crushes I had is because they were Canadian as a child. And I was listening to those <laughs> vows. And I was like, hello, Josh Jackson. Hello. And he's like, I'm just living my Canadian life. Restrained. <laughs> Leave order.
0: me alone, Train. <laughs> right.
1: Alone. Stop Don't writing like me, Shirai. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, let us, let us go back to Blanche for a second because she made other choices that I feel they only wrote for her to make her look like she couldn't save herself, which I find really gross. Um, <laughs> for instance, she calls the doctor when she finally does make it downstairs instead of the authorities. I know 911 wasn't invented until like years later, right. but I'm sure there's a number you call the police or ambulances or something. And be. she was like, I must have the doctor. And it's like, why are you being so helpless right
0: now? Yeah, well, and, like, the whole time, because her and Elvira talk about it as well in another scene, that they're trying to get this doctor to come, like, I guess, uh, put baby Jane into, like, a mental institution or something, mm-hmm. which, I mean, r- right. <laughs> Cheers to that. But, like, yeah, no, in that moment, after she's fed you your dead bird and fed you a dead rat, I you need to be calling, you know, uh, the police the caregiver hotline to be like, I am being abused, i my caregiver. Yes. Something that's yeah. not a doc. I mean, the doctor is secondary at that point. You call the police to get yourself safe. And then you're like, okay, yeah. let's get this doctor to get my sister some help.
1: We're beyond the doctor at this point. Like right. the abuse is happening. The calls are literally right. coming from inside the house. Like <laughs> you need help.
0: Um you just fell down the stairs to get to the phone in the first place.
1: That's, that's my other thing is this woman was a Hollywood celebrity had she broken her spine one way or the other she would not be upstairs and she would have more help than like the one lone (laughs) helper that comes a couple times a week and her sister taking care of her forever especially because they still have some money um they would have also set her up somewhere on the ground floor or found something that was more suitable they don't just like let hollywood starlets rot upstairs um yeah and, I get and that someone thing. would
0: have, someone would have questioned Baby Jane and been like, "Is she really fit to be her caretaker? She's an alcoholic, yeah, clearly jealous, and probably has some other issues in the, up there as well."
1: There are loose threads in the narrative of <laughs> you killed your sister. You tried to kill your sister. You take care of her, and I need right. to know how those dots are connected. What? <laughs> <laughs> she tried to kill her, and nobody checks in on them. There's no wellness checks. There's no nothing. It's just like. We got a phone call and she said her sister was in the room with her and it's fine to give her more alcohol. Uh uh-huh. um <laughs> and I I also know that homes were not ADA compliant back then because so many homes aren't today. Um, so I can only imagine the 60s, but like they would have found some ways of helping her out. There were other Hollywood celebrities back then who needed to like use a wheelchair and they had things made for them, especially because like they made such a big deal out of the car for her. Like th- the studio was giving her anything and everything, and so they would have mm-hmm if not her agent or her business manager, someone would have been like, hey, she needs more help. Um, she needs a one story mansion, perhaps. Um,
0: <laughs> or just yeah. put her room on the first floor. Like...
1: <laughs> Listen, we could, it's a mansion. There is a way to board off a room or something and like hang some curtains <laughs> yeah. so right. she can be somewhat independent. But she was just upstairs in the one room being like, "When my sister comes back with another rat, I guess I'll scream again. And <laughs> I was like, I, I don't like the way this is written. Um, and yeah. I it's one of the reasons why I don't know if I want to see the remake because I doubt anything was changed I doubt she was less it helpless was made
0: for tv too and I yeah. mm, if you're gonna if re- really drunk one night I might give it a shot no. but
1: if you're <laughs> gonna remake really if you're gonna remake this you need to address the fact that people who use wheelchairs are not just helpless um that is not mm-hmm. a narrative we need <laughs> is that a narrative we Which, want
0: right and in the 90s when they met, when they did the remake we weren't quite there still. I mean, we're not we're not there now. So we weren't definitely weren't yeah. in the 90s. Um,
1: we still to have actors playing roles that are not for them on a regular basis. So like, maybe we just leave this alone for a while.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and we had, it's based on a book too. So I'm curious to know like w- what the book has in it. I'm probably not going to read it. Let's be real. I'm but, sure the book is uh, just as bad. Well, maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Cause it's the fifties. I'm assuming when the book came out because they didn't like run things straight from like the press to the movies back then. So I'm assuming the book came out in the 50s, and people back then were just like, nobody cares. It's the Wild West. Uh, I'm gonna write a bunch of things and not ask anybody who actually uses a wheelchair what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, does that does not help my mood. I'm gothic bitch, and so like, <laughs> I I'm, I'm afraid to read that book. Um, yeah, it, it probably reads like a VC Andrews, to be honest.
0: I never read those books, so I don't know what you're talking about. But I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I don't.
1: We all know what VC was into. <laughs>
0: oh uh, yeah <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh so let's talk about the scene when she so she's called the doctor then blanche gets home that was a genuinely scary scene in my opinion whether they have that standoff with her on the phone and they're looking at each other then blanche or uh, jane ends up like kicking the shit out of her like multiple times what's the
1: violence in this movie Especially for the '60s, the violence. Oh my god,
0: it was rough. I was like, "Damn, uh, yeah." And the way the way it was shot, the way you, you saw like the spinning, Blanche, yeah, that yes. And then you would see Blanche on the floor cowering, and then you would see uh, Jane kick, and then you, it would shoot. It would go back to uh, to Blanche, and she was like react to it. So you never saw like clearly John Crawford was not getting kicked. the way it was shot, you felt like she was getting kicked
1: all of the violence holds up especially for back then because back then they were not they were not doing the safest things so like sometimes (sighs) people just got hit um because she's yelling at her in her room at one point about how she's going to try to make edwin from her i don't know who edwin is and she like real quick and goes on her business and i was like oh damn (laughs) um, <laughs>
0: that might have been improv for Betty. <laughs> for Betty. Listen, I just want to slap this bitch.
1: <laughs> you know what? Like some people just need to catch some hands real quick, and I'm sure Joan was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> for
0: she Betty just felt the motivation in that scene,
1: so and maybe it was
0: like that was good.
1: Maybe this is secretly a movie that belongs in the good for her vein of horror. <laughs> good for her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh.
1: all of the violence um even when elvira is wrongfully murdered because you have to be black in this movie um <laughs> it was very scary the way it happened because you know it's happening and you're watching you're watching blanche's reaction to it happen because she's like hey behind you but elvira can't be smart in this moment because we have to kill her because she's black um, and so she's like, I can't hear you. I'm going to get you down. Oh, what do you mean she has a hammer behind me? Oh, no, I'm done. Um, and so <laughs> even that was a little bit terrifying, even though it, it also feels weird that we don't get to see Elvira have that moment where we're watching somebody else react to it and they're horrified on her behalf.
2: It's like right. what happened
1: in Game of Thrones in one of the many, many assault scenes where they're just like, let's watch how it pack this other man who has to watch. And I'm just like, look, Matt Damon and Matt Damon, I'm gonna need you to do better. <laughs> and they're like, never, <laughs> never.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and I think part of what makes the, the violence so scary in this film is again, we keep going back to this Betty Davis's performance. Cause when, you, when, it, when it shows her face in her eyes, it, it's just listen, wild.
1: Listen. I, I am in love with Betty Davis. I'm not gonna lie, I don't watch enough of the classics um, because I'm mm-hmm. a bitch, um, <laughs> but I am in love with Betty Davis and this performance makes me wanna go back and like find her whole catalog. I'm gonna try a separate podcast, um, Betty Davis on some other street. I don't know. <laughs> I, I want more because she's delivered, and this is like, I wanna say she died 15, 16 years after this was made, but that's also like a Wikipedia run. So I don't know if it's the gospel.
0: Right, but, like, right.
1: part of the reason this was her last Oscar nomination is because, like, she wasn't with us much longer. And mm-hmm. so for her to, like, turn this out on the other side of that heel that Hollywood put Fleming on <laughs> and be like, I still got it, backhand her real quick <laughs> <collect> my award.
0: <laughs> The other person I wouldn't have heard of backhand was that damn neighbor if you're going to be helpful, be helpful, but if you're going to be a nosy little neighbor, then I, you need to be hit.
1: That snitch and her daughter, who I don't know how, she's, how old she's supposed to be, literally, because <laughs> I'm it's like, like it, sisters. I was like, uh, is your daughter living with you at the age of 35? But then I'm like, again, <laughs> women have like accounts, so a lot of women did live at home until they found a man. True. Which, let's talk about that existence, can we? Oh, I guess I'll just live with my family if I don't like them, because I don't have a man. Um. <laughs> When I find a husband, I can go out and be not independent somewhere else. I'm um, right. just, I hate America.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. She was just also so annoying because she was always like, I kept wanting her to be like, go in there and look at Blanche. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Look at the window. The windows are literally, the only windows that have cages on them are Blanche's. Like, do you not come on now much and like the bird the one right and then she's listen. the one that tells on elvira listen she i literally wrote snitches
1: get stitches bitches <laughs> when she was like no nah, i just saw her go in um and having her to go smoke a cigarette and he's like i don't know i haven't been in a fight and i'm like if you don't stop fighting with this woman in these little jane dresses and use your adult voice to get this woman some help upstairs <laughs> Did you like the flowers? We hated the flowers. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do. Gasp. This is every Monday. Stop gasping and start doing something. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> Literally. Also, those little Baby Jane dolls were terrifying.
1: Why aren't those Annabelle?
0: Those should be <laughs> Annabelle.
1: Like, because <laughs> I've never seen anything so scary in my damn life. Just
0: like and the fact that she has one, like as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> And she gives it to Edwin like, oh, here's your present. Here's your surprise. And Edwin looks at it very... Su- this whole relationship between adult men and little girls was <laughs> a, Listen. Choice. Listen. a choice.
1: Listen, I was uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I cringed. I looked away. And then she was like, letters to daddy. And I was like, don't do that. We don't need more of that. Let that go. We, we did that. He suspended the piano and all of the, all of the books... Daddy, 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 daddy. and I was like, "Woman, you snapped a long time ago. You snapped,
0: doll. Mm. You snapped
1: so long ago. Like,
0: (laughs) it looks like me when I was nine.
1: (laughs) I have concerns. I have concerns.
0: When she she took the bow off of the doll and put it on her head, like she wasn't. I'm like, this. Yeah, watching spiral of her of her character is just like."
1: Watching a grown woman break out these dresses that are made for a small child and wear them has concerned me in ways I didn't know I could be concerned. <laughs> I would be purging my closet with anything I wore more than five years ago to make sure I never hit that intersection ever. I'm like, it still fits me, but no. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: no, just in case, just in case, I'm going to wear age-appropriate clothes now. I'm. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Thought this in 2015 nope going out
1: nope i only do turtlenecks now
0: (laughs) and brooches right
1: no it's like i am this age now i'm not gonna baby jane it no Um, no sashes for me
0: well Um, in fact as in as a not not just an adult but like adult of a certain age she's still referring to herself as baby jane is like listen (laughs) but this one i'm i this, again, no shade to Betty Davis. This would have been a really fun character to play. Oh, yeah. It's just insane. But like, no. the character's insane. No.
1: Again, we don't have enough femme villains that are fun. Um, and this is a fun role. It's just, it is not a movie that is aging well, <laughs> much like the I stars. Mean, um, right. <laughs> and as far as characters, not people. Well, I mean, right. Betty Davis was fine. Joan Crawford and I are going to fight. Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's just, it's not aging well because of some of the things that were allowed back then and are still happening today. Unfortunately, um, these are, these conversations have needed to happen for a while. And so I'm, I'm always sad when people look at this movie and they're like iconic, but they don't want to talk about what's wrong with it because that's why things keep happening that are still wrong today. You have to like own the shit. You have to like be like, I like this, but
0: (laughs) Um, But, I'm going to say, right. Right. And speaking of, you know, things that need to become better, when you see a nearly lifeless person laying on the beach, do something, say something, tell let's somebody, go to the beach. Let's, let's go to the beach, beach.
1: Let's go get a word. All right, Say, watch got. guy um,
0: we, can't, we, can't, we can't play enough royalties. Stop.
1: No. no, starships are not meant to fly because we can't afford them. Um. <laughs> We're a DIY podcast. Um, But let's go to the beach and have a word. Um, <laughs> uh, When she takes her to the beach, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Because I forgot she performed at a beach. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's a piece of information I forgot because all this other wild shit was happening. But Can we talk about how the most effective part of this trip is when, like, we see her dancing and she goes back to, like, burying things with her bucket and her shovel. And I'm like, did she just bury her sister under the sand castle?
0: I thought castle? so too, I thought so too. Yeah, that so was, was the like, way
1: it went down. I, Cause I was gagged. I was gagged. No like, if <laughs> this is a classic? No fucking wonder. And they're like, no, she's here in a blank. I'm like, you just don't do <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, I thought the same thing. Cause I was like, and then I, then I saw her dead body and then I saw her body and I was like, okay, well, she's still dead. She just is laying on the beach. But-
1: if I were to had written this, I would have left it with her burying something with those buckets and shovels, because that is a way to get rid of your evidence for a day and a half. Um, <laughs> and that is a gag. That is a gag. But instead, they were like, haha, ha, faked you out. Let's go talk some more. I'm like, we don't need to because you're about to ruin your movie. And sure enough, they did. Because she was like, oh. I need you to know jen it was me i i snapped my own spy i'm like stop this don't do this don't do this even if the breadcrumbs are there let it go right. leave her buried under the sand castle
0: leave it ambiguous because you don't have to answer every question like you do you just don't
1: this was a question i stopped caring about because like when i saw it i was like oh we didn't see who did it we just saw a leg <laughs>
0: right.
1: um and things were said it's like mm, okay but I would have been fine with them to like leave those breadcrumbs outside the door and not go into the gingerbread house. I would have been right. fine with that uh, because it it lessens it because again, Jane has been a monster since she was a child. And so I'm fine with her doing this and writing off and coming back to be like, okay, because it's it's a better story than this woman did this to herself and then sat here playing the victim for decades, letting her sister abuse her just because, I why? Why, if you were willing, if you were willing to stage this accident so it's on her after you snap your own spine, you are vicious. Where is that at the whole
0: movie? Right. Yeah. Because and you kind of like I said, you kind of got that <clears throat> in the beginning when the I think the mom tells Blanche. Yeah. You know, one day you will. You be you kinder to them. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Be kind to them, and she was like, "I'll never forget," and I was like. Right. And then she's all like, I'm, I, and, then, and then we see, then we hear that she's kind of helping Jane get jobs. And then we hear that Jane's abusing her and she's like, ah, she's fine. Yeah. It's fine. That's no. it. I, yeah.
1: As much as I hate the narrative of she did this to herself and Jane was innocent this one time, this one fucking time, I do also need to give the costumer another nod because again, she kept Jane in light colors and into the white dresses and she kept Blanche in this dark dress. And we know how people look at lightness and darkness because white is purity and white is light. Uh, Cause we have to even make colors racist. Like the crayon box can't just be crayons. We gotta make it racist. And so yeah. I I appreciate the costumer was like, hey, if you miss all these breadcrumbs, boop, boop. Uh, right. And so it was there, even though I didn't want it to be there, I wanted to return it. I wanted to be like, can you stop your movie here so I could have fun? And they're like, no we're going to give you this ending you didn't ask for and i'm like i don't right. want it and like we don't care we're classic we're iconic right. ha ha
0: to the beach or if you wanted if you wanted to like end it i, I think it would have also been successful if you, you see so you see uh jane with the sand castle and then jane goes and gets and then jane goes and gets the ice cream and then you get that little moment with the car and the police, and then you get the people circling her again. That would have been fine too. I just, you didn't need that conversation with Blanche.
1: No. I preferred you didn't. And she tried to tell her a right. couple times. I'm like, don't, don't, right. don't. Because at the end of the day, this woman was a monster the whole movie, the whole movie. So the fact that she didn't do this one thing doesn't really help her case. Especially because, like, we watched her serve her sister dead animals and kick her,
0: and then kill a woman,
1: (laughs) right? The one black woman, and then wouldn't feed her or hydrate her, so she's killing her slowly, which is a worse death than so many people. Um, and so, like, this doesn't redeem her, this doesn't redeem her,
0: no.
1: Uh, they're both awful, but like, now you have this woman who did something awful once, and it's like well possibly one and a half times so i do think that her sister's career <laughs> was part of the payback <laughs> she's like y'all do b movies and you'll save me for them because i'm great
0: <laughs> and that's
1: gemini energy and i would like to see it throughout the whole movie and not just like at the beginning when she's a kid and,
0: right in the very end
1: yeah yeah like where is that give me that character the whole movie that way they're fighting back and it's more interesting because they're like, no, no, I'm gonna like actually yell across get the neighbor's attention. No, no, I have traps for you too. Instead of just being like, oh no, I'm helpless. Helpless is not mm. an actionable <laughs> thing to play. Right. Um, it's why I hate Disney movies because it's just like I'm a princess, someone save me, and I'm like, no, no, you need to have some agency, Ariel. She's like, but I'm under the sea, and I'm like, I hate you. <laughs>
0: All right, let's get, shall we get into our hot (laughs) takes?
1: Yeah, I ruined mine, as usual. Um, The ending, the movie was wild right until the ending. However, we didn't need the twist of Blanche confessing to this and the attempt to make Jane look innocent one single time in her life. It would have been much more effective to not have that and just remove those breadcrumbs or those breadcrumbs just go. So many movies let things just go. And I would have been fine with them being like, don't need
0: it. Yeah. I agree. Um, so my hot take is that the real villain in this film is Jane and Blanche's father. He was abusive from day one, putting his daughter above the other daughter, pitting them against each other, um, building up Jane left and right, shitting on Blanche left and right. Um, so he created this this monster, in my opinion, and leashed it onto the world. And who knows what else he did that we don't get to see on screen. But like... The father is the real villain, come at me.
1: I also, and this is, this is hard to navigate, but I also feel like their mother is also to blame. And I get mm-hmm. it back then, women were property and they raised their kids to be property, especially the daughters. But I feel like if you see your husband doing monstrous things and you just sort of let it happen and you tell your other daughter, it's just Monday and it's fine, you're not helping. And so I don't know how to navigate that, but I'm tired of that narrative as well, especially because we keep seeing it. I'm tired of seeing the complacent
0: it. The mother. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And it's because of the way that that stigma lands and the way that society keeps perpetuating that, it keeps happening in the real world. And so I want more mothers in movies and media to be like, hey, this is wrong. This is weird. Um, so hopefully people can have those examples. So when they decide to like, drop those babies. I can be like, hey, is this weird and wrong? Um because again, when the media tells you something, you believe it after a while. Um again, I get back then they didn't have bank accounts, they were property, but I just feel like the mother, the mother's handling of this was also not helpful. It was more hindering, um, sure. which a lot of parents had that dynamic of the father's abusive and an asshole. Um but the mother's like this is Monday. We have to eat
0: right yeah no that's true the father and the mother both parents yeah yeah all right well thank you everyone for listening it was a fun
1: ride yeah it
2: was it was a wild ride that's for sure
1: right
2: that was amazing guys that was just the energy i needed to kind of (laughs) judge myself up again um and i i want to say watch. I want to sit and watch Baby Jane now with you guys, ideally. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, we need
1: to do that. Like, I'm sure it's almost public domain because it came out in 62. So why are there not more virtual watch parties of Baby Jane?
2: There we go, yeah. I mean, or or maybe yeah. the Criterion Collection could pick you guys up and you could do the, the retrospective commentary. That there would be go.
0: amazing.
2: Oh they would God. be like,
1: you could call Joan Crawford that on our airway, And I'd be like, oh, bye. <laughs> <fine." laughs>
2: yeah am I gonna get sued Shirai what the fuck's gonna happen from that (laughs) they're
1: gonna be like you let her call her what
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, we just speak the truth okay thank you guys so much for taking the time for joining us for our pride festival um where can people find you individually where can people find the podcast
1: individually i am at miss charay um m-i-s-s that weird name you see in front of you <laughs> s-h-a-r-a-i on twitter and on instagram and i also have a website which is my full weird name which i won't even get into for you um, but if you google my first name i'm one of the few um because i am also a writer in my off time <laughs> yeah you want to give them your personals, Trent?
0: Yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram. I had to, to look it up because I don't ever remember these, uh, which I should because <laughs> it's not difficult. Uh, on Instagram, I am T Reese, R E E S E 0508. Um, and then Twitter, I am um, Trent Reese, R E E S E 05.
1: And our podcast can be found on all of the platforms you listen to podcasts on, but on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Nightmare Fierce. And on Facebook, we got Tricky, so it's a Nightmare on Fierce Street. Um, <laughs> You can also just check us out at allmylinks.com backslash nightmare on first street to see all the things we get into and all the stuff we have.
2: Amazing. And if you could recommend maybe one episode from your back catalog um, for people to, to m- maybe start off, what, what, what's what been your favorite? Huh.
0: So many. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I
1: would say I would have to have two, one from our first season when we were still learning and one from our second season where we were more solidified. Um, Our first season where we were still learning, so it's still a lot of like us giving you the play-by-play of the movie. Stanley Kubrick was an asshole. We get into The Shining and you get to meet us. So you can tell right then and there if you don't like us or not. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, ah, no, or oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) And I feel for season two, I'm going to go Tales from the Hood, which is called, I believe, In In Her House, because we were gagged.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I'm going to second Stanley Cooper was an asshole because it was just a magical episode. And then uh, my one from season two, I'm going to say, and then a man appears, which we covered promising young woman.
2: Yes. Ah. Amazing, President. Um, I will third co-sign The Shining episode um, because it is brilliant. We must rip apart problematic faves um, even yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're assholes, calling assholes out um, and not getting yeah. sued for it.
1: If they didn't want to be called an asshole, they wouldn't have been an asshole. That's Listen, my motto.
0: <laughs> when your daughter puts out documentary footage on YouTube, yeah. you being be an asshole. Guess what? You're
1: an yeah. asshole. Which ties into Joan Crawford again a little bit
2: exactly and on what better way to end than that wise wisdom don't be an asshole um thank <laughs> you so much um sure and thank you trent everybody thank, thank you. you for joining us um go and send your love to a nightmare on fierce Street. um and uh come back at nine o'clock where we will be presenting our closing night film i can't believe this has all come to an end so so quickly but what better way to end it on such high energy and sass thank you so much and we will see you later sweet
1: dreams thank you thank you this was awesome
2: (laughs) bye bye